Welcome to the book reading program of 3ABN Australia Radio. Does your faith need a boost? Do you think that miracles only happened in Bible times? Think again. Compiled by Remnant Publications, the book Get Ready for a Miracle recounts true stories that prove that when we step out in faith, God displays His power in undeniable ways. Here is our reader, Koval Smith. This story is entitled, Katie's Canadian Passport. Philippians chapter 1 verse 6 says, Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. This story may not fit under the heading, Unbelievable Donations, but it is still unbelievable. This story has been playing out for the last four years and ten months now. Most of you know that we adopted Katie when she was just a month old from Fiji. I will briefly tell you the background. Jackie had been bugging me for years about having another child, but I kept saying that we already have two kids, Cassandra and Kyle. At the time I was thinking, the two we have are already halfway, that's eight and nine years old, to being able to leave home. So why would we start all over again with the late nights, the feedings, the dressing and the bathing? I was thinking like a man, mind you, not a mother. Jackie just kept talking about having another kid. So I thought about it more and said to myself, she really must want this because she has never stopped talking about it after all these years. Who am I to keep that joy from her? Then one day, almost five years ago, I said, OK, I can see you really want this, but since I've had a vasectomy, let us see if we can adopt. Maybe even a baby from Fiji, as we were and still are doing a lot of humanitarian work in the islands of the South Pacific. Therefore, I said, if it is meant to be, it will happen, and I am okay with it if it does. Little did I know what I had just said. This part of the story is beyond human explanation. The next day, as we were sitting in a restaurant in our town, eating lunch, my cell phone rang. I answered it and a woman we know in Fiji said, Ray, I am calling you because a friend of mine is looking after a young girl who is unmarried and just gave birth to a baby girl. And we want to know if you would be able to take the baby. With tears welling up in my eyes, I handed Jackie the phone and watched the tears run down her cheeks and the joy spread across her face. She said, Just a minute. Covered the mouthpiece and said to me, Are you sure? I said, I am sure. I was thinking to myself, If I say no, maybe lightning would come from heaven and strike me on the spot. Needless to say, we all sat there in the restaurant, hugged and wept at what had just happened. 
So Jackie got on an airplane for Fiji to get our new baby. I cannot even begin to write what Jackie went through while she was there. It was a month of intense emotions. Days filled with joy and days filled with sorrow. Soon after Jackie arrived there, she found out that only Australia has adoption agreements in place with Fiji, and as Canadians, we would not be able to adopt. However, after a month of seeing social workers and various other government people, the Chief Magistrate of Fiji signed and finalised the adoption for us. They issued a birth certificate for Katie, putting down that Jackie was the birth mother and I was the birth father. They also issued a Fijian passport, which showed Katie's last name as ours. Brosuk. Jackie returned to Canada with Katie, and we started the long process of making her a Canadian citizen. It has been a long, trying four years. We have been told so many different things, like the adoption is not legal and is not recognised by the Canadian government, so you must take her back to Fiji and start the adoption process all over again from Canada. I told them there was no way I was going to take her back. Besides, according to Canadian law, it was not possible to adopt a Fijian child. I said they would have to come to my house and arrest us all if they were going to try to deport her. So we just kept filling out forms and trying to see if the Canadian government would finally find a way to make her a citizen. We were going to Africa and found out that Canadians can travel the world abroad without visas, but Fijians cannot. And Katie was still a Fijian. The Canadian government just kept telling us that it was an unusual case that they didn't know how to handle and they were not sure when or if Katie would become a Canadian. I went to the Canadian passport office to see if they would give her a temporary passport as she does have a Canadian landed immigrant card. They looked over all the papers and said, yes, but we must have proof of travel. Then we can issue a temporary passport. So I ran and bought $8,500 worth of tickets and showed it to the passport office. They gave me a receipt and said, next week, come and pick up Katie's passport. The next week, when I went to get a passport, they said they had made a mistake and would not be able to give her a passport because they didn't see anything showing that she was adopted. We looked at the Fijian birth certificate and as it had you as their birth parents, we assumed she was Canadian. But since she is not yet a Canadian, we cannot issue her a passport. I was standing there thinking that those people were crazy. I had told them the whole story. How could they not know she was adopted? They had the adoption papers and most of all, Jackie, Katie and I were in their office only the week before. They would have to be dumb and blind not to see that we were not really the birth parents. I just felt sick. What were we going to do now? We were just about to go on the trip of a lifetime 
I wanted my kids to be able to experience Africa and the joys of helping the poor. It was something I wanted to teach and share with my kids. Now this roadblock. I started thinking about what we could do. Maybe Katie could travel on her Fijian passport, but that would require visas for every country we were travelling to or through. I decided to call the South African consulate, the Swaziland consulate and the British consulate to see if I could get her visas. The South African consulate said one week. The British said they could do it in one day, but only after we had gotten the South African one. Swaziland said we needed to send it to Washington DC and it would take 10 days. I knew we had enough time to get the South African one and the British one, but not the Swaziland one. So I decided to go ahead with it anyway. And we would just wing it at the Swaziland border when we got there. The day I was flying down to Camp Darfur in Los Angeles, California, I stopped to pick up Cassandra's and Kyle's new Canadian passports in Vancouver. When I gave the receipts to the officer, I mistakenly handed the receipt they had given me for Katie's passport too. So I reached out to take it back. When the officer said, what's that? I told him that they were going to give me a passport for Katie, but they had changed their mind. So it was no longer any good. He looked at me for a bit and then said, wait, I will get my supervisor. The supervisor came and asked what was wrong. I replied, nothing, I'm just here to pick up two passports for my two older kids. He asked, what is this third receipt for? I said, it's a long story, but I will try and explain it as best I can. After listening intently, he said, I will call Citizenship Canada and see what I can do. I laughed and said, thanks but I've been dealing with this for four years now and Citizenship Canada told me that it will be at least another 15 months before they will decide if Katie can become a Canadian or not. He said, leave everything with me and I will see what I can do. I left there fully expecting to receive a call from him saying what all the rest had said that he didn't realise Katie was adopted and there was nothing he could do at the time. Well, on Friday morning of that week, he called me back and said, I have good news. I can issue Katie a passport by next Thursday. That was only three days before we were leaving. And he continued, I have even better news. I can only do this if she is a Canadian citizen. And guess what? I have a letter in my office stating that she was made a Canadian citizen yesterday. You will receive her Canadian citizen card in the mail. If you have the card when you come in on Thursday, I will issue a full five-year Canadian passport. If you do not receive the card in time, I will issue a one-year temporary Canadian passport. I thanked him repeatedly until he said, it's okay, it's okay, just be here on Thursday for the passport. So, Katie is now a Canadian citizen, 
I called to tell Jackie, and Katie was in the bathtub listening. She started to shout for joy. I think she knew in her little mind that something was happening. With all the visits to the offices, she knew that this passport thing was something important. A reflection associated with this story comes from Ministry of Healing, page 226. And God hears prayer. Christ has said, If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Again, he says, If any man serve me, him will my Father honour. John 14, verse 14, and John 12, verse 26. If we live according to his word, every precious promise he has given will be fulfilled to us. We are undeserving of his mercy, but as we give ourselves to him, he receives us. He will work for and through those who follow him. Katie's Canadian passport was submitted by The Bright Side. You've been listening to the book reading program by 3ABN Australia Radio, featuring Get Ready for a Miracle. For more information about this book, visit remnantpublications.com. Thank you.